up on WealthWorks Radio, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have certainly become mainstream. Should you have some crypto in your retirement portfolio? On today's show, we'll outline some things to consider whether or not it makes sense for you. And now, WealthWorks Radio. Asset protection. Tax reduction. Holistic planning. South Florida's wealth, financial, and income coach. Eric Kearney. Welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric is a fiduciary. He is independent. He is a contributor to Fortune magazine. He's an author, a president of Retirement Wealth LLC, and a Bitcoin guy. Hey, Eric, what's going on? Hey, Steve, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I, I really love what we're going to talk about here. And, and we were talking a little bit before the show. And, and you know, you said it at the opening that it's mainstream. I mean, everybody's talking about it. But as it relates to retirement, that's where we're going to look at this. And, and if it makes sense, and we're not going to try to explain blockchain or anything else. We just want to talk about, as an investment, does cryptocurrency make sense? Well, it's a speculative play, right? I mean, it, it's it's fairly new. Um, it hasn't been around too terribly long. There's not a lot of people that even understand it. They don't understand what a Bitcoin is, where a Bitcoin comes from. Um, and, you know, they, they still believe there's a lot of older people that still believe in precious metals as, you know, a, kind of a coin um, over Bitcoin. But I'll tell you, I mean, Bitcoin has really become mainstream. Now you can actually purchase and sell things with Bitcoin, which that's a game changer. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people don't realize like how new it is. It's, it's only been around since maybe 2009, 2010. Uh, in 2010, $10 worth of Bitcoin would be worth over $400,000 today. Man, what a shoulda, coulda, huh? Isn't that incredible, Steve? <laughs> that I is mean, incredible. But, you know, back then, everybody's like, what the heck is a Bitcoin, right? So nobody was buying Bitcoin. And, well, some people were, obviously. But um, but it's just incredible how much that has grown over the years. And so it is a speculative play. The The interesting thing is, is that this past May, Bitcoin was at an all-time high. Well, also, so were people purchasing it. And so all of a sudden you get into June and it's plunging. I think it was 42.3% down. And so interestingly enough, when it was in, when it was getting to an all-time high, there were plenty of buyers there. And then all of a sudden when it plunged over 40%, there weren't a lot of people buying it. So it's interesting because with the stock market, when we have conviction about a certain stock or a certain company, we want to buy when the price pulls back. But with Bitcoin, we didn't see that this past May. So I thought that was pretty interesting. It too. is interesting. So as we begin to explore, and it's not just Bitcoin. I mean, there's other cryptocurrencies out there, and, and uh, touch on, we'll touch on some of that. From a tax standpoint, how, how does that impact things or does it? Well, at the present, the IRS serve, or the IRS uh, treats Bitcoin as property, so it is an allowable investment option for those with a self-directed IRA. Okay. Um, what we're seeing is, believe it or not, is I can't believe how many million-dollar crypto accounts are out there. There's actually people that are coming in, and they're like, "Here's my 401k. Here's my wife's 403b. I got about a million bucks in my crypto account." 
And so it's getting to be mainstream where people have a great deal of money in crypto. And the reason is, is because maybe they just started a long time ago. Maybe they're one of the lucky ones that got in early, but it's, it's, it's actually uh, normal to see a very high active crypto account. So what's happening is, is that we're actually creating charitable remainder trusts. And what this is, is it's a gift of cash or other assets to an irrevocable trust. And what happens is the donor can receive an income stream for life from the trust, and then they name the charity for the remaining um, assets that are left over. So the interesting thing is, is that you're taking a taxable asset, putting it into a charitable remainder trust, and actually taking out income and making it very tax friendly. So with a lot of these crypto accounts, that's exactly what we're doing. And again, we have to bring in a CPA, we have to bring in an estate planning attorney to create all of this, but it's actually very tax beneficial to the uh, end user. And do you see things, do you see that horizon changing from a tax standpoint or from a governmental standpoint as they sort of begin to embrace it? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, any time that they're going to spend this all this money on this infrastructure bill, it's ridiculous. I mean, they've got the only thing that they can do is tax the American uh, taxpayer. So what will happen is, yeah, they're absolutely going to do that. And all that means is that trust work is going to become more important and you're going to have to need a more sophisticated strategy. But there's a lot of people who are getting into that now. And once that's grandfathered in, you're good. So the interesting thing is, is about this past year is it's not just about investing. It's not just about financial planning. It's about strategic planning and tax planning. Everybody talks about tax planning on the radio. Everybody's like Roth conversions, this and that. That's all stuff. I mean, that's so easy to do. And, and typically an affluent client doesn't want to hear about that anyways. They're like, okay, what else do you have? And that's really where our firm stands out from, from the rest is like, you know, when you have somebody coming in with one, two, five, ten million dollars, they don't want to hear about a silly Roth conversion, right? They're like, okay, Eric, what else do you have in your arsenal? Because this is why we're coming to you. I need a solution. Don't sell me anything. Give me a solution. And that's what we're providing. And so as we do this, um, you, you mentioned a self-directed retirement account. Is that the only way that you can get Bitcoin into your retirement plan? Well, Bitcoin in a uh, in a uh, traditional IRA or a Roth IRA is a little bit of a challenge. There's a lot of companies that do it out there, but I mean, that's gonna be the best way that you can. You can't just open up a Vanguard account or a TD Ameritrade account and go out and buy crypto. It just doesn't work like that. For me, um, for me personally, I use Coinbase. Um, that's probably the easiest app out there. Okay. Um, it literally just transfers right from your bank um, and you can go back and forth. And um, I actually have a friend of mine who's been mining cryptocurrency for quite some time. I mean, it's actually a pretty sophisticated setup and uh, he's really the one that got me into it. Um, do I like it? Uh, I find it interesting. I find it intriguing. I think I got into it a little too late, um, but I got into it a lot earlier than a lot of other people. But he's he's been in it for substantially a long time and has done really well with it. But mm -hmm. like I said, it's it's it should be a piece of the entire puzzle. And again, it's my speculative money. For me, it's just my fun money. But it is growing to be a substantial amount at this point as well. 
So let me ask you this. I, I've been look, doing a little research, obviously, in putting this together and, and then in our conversations as well. But there are there is like a, an, an index fund, call it a, an ETF, but it's not really an ETF, mm-hmm. but it's but it's crypto based. Yeah. Is that something that I mean, that seems pretty easy to get into and out of. So right now there's Block, B-L-O-K. It's the largest crypto ETF out there. Uh, right now there's about $1.3 billion in that one right now. So you actually could um, go into um, into TD, uh, Ameritrade, or even Fidelity and, and open up a Roth or a traditional and buy B-L-O-K. That would be one way to do it. For me, I like straight crypto. So like I want to actually own the coin Um, rather than going through an ETF. But for a person who really doesn't want to go through all the research and everything and just wants to have fun watching it or knowing that they own a little bit of it, BLOK would definitely be the top one right now. All right. And so let's let's talk pros and cons here. So what are some advantages of putting that into or talking with you about maybe making that a part of our overall retirement plan? I mean, it's got low correlation to the stock market. So a lot of times Bitcoin uh, goes up and down on its own. So it's non-correlated to the stock market. I kind of like that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, The tax situation uh, surrounding cryptocurrencies continues to be a little bit more complex and confusing, but there is a workaround to that. So again, if you're looking for a more sophisticated plan, you can actually implement that in there right now. We actually have a a very young uh, affluent investor right now, very young, and has a very large uh, cryptocurrency portfolio. And so we're sitting down with the CPA and the tax attorney and we're like, okay, how can we how can we turn this into income and also, uh, um, you know, avoid any tax situation on this as well? So, again, even though it's a volatile product, you can actually get around some of those tax implications if you're careful. Um, But remember, I mean, people want to get into these because they see how much people are making, but you have to remember there's also a lot of people who also lose a lot of these as well. Sure. Well, Eric, I'll tell you what, we are up against the clock. Let's go ahead and invite folks to call, get on the calendar, come on and have that discussion about Bitcoin, about cryptocurrency, and, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Absolutely, Steve. So if you're out there listening today, you have any questions about investing, you're looking for a second opinion, or you've got some reasonable doubt about your uh, current financial situation, let's take the next five callers who who do not have a... Let's take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, then this is for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you, the fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. 
take advantage of what Eric is offering here today, whether you want to talk about cryptocurrency or, you know, how to manage your 401k. That's the thing. Eric is there for you to help put together a financial roadmap that makes sense for you. It's a chance to get a true, practical financial review with no cost, no obligation. Starts with that phone call, 800-779-1942. Five callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today. But more importantly, you will have then a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, if you think saving for retirement is a chore, just wait till it's time to withdraw the money and keeping taxes at a minimum once you retire. The good news is I can help you offer options to help you achieve your ideal retirement. Welcome back, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric, uh, president of Retirement Wealth. Uh, visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com, E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, advisor.com. Uh, and again, you've got a great website there, Eric, that really encompasses a lot of things. And you, it, it, if you want the latest kind of information about retirement planning, that your website's a great source. I appreciate that, Steve. We put a lot of work into that. We wanted to make it fun to go on there. Um, there's some interesting things um, on there that I think that a lot of different people can get information from. So they can actually download our retirement income guide on there as well. So that's another great feature to that. All um, right, too. Eric, ericcarneyadvisor.com. All right, so let's, uh, let's get into uh, some of these things about maybe some withdrawal strategies that also take taxes into account because that becomes a real challenge in putting together the right retirement plan. We've got to have taxes as part of that overall plan and how to minimize them. So tax planning, again, you know, everybody on the radio, you know, all my competition, all these guys that I listen to up in New York and out in San Francisco and so forth, all these guys talk about reducing taxes. I mean, it, it's, it's a no brainer, right? Mm -hmm, sure. But when it comes time to it, you know, they're a one trick pony because they're talking about Roths and Roth conversions. Please tell me you've got something else. Like, are you incorporating municipal bonds? And I know that municipal bonds right now are abysmal, but they're a better option than CDs right now. So if you're looking for something that you're, you, you can hold till the uh, end of maturity, that might be a very good way to go. So municipal bonds could be a very good thing. Roth conversions, always important. Charitable remainder trust, always important. But the interesting thing is you have a lot of very affluent people coming into the office, and guess what they don't have? They really don't have any sophisticated trust work. And so when they start to see this, when Donna, my financial planner, is starting to implement these for people, they're like, I never even knew that this existed. So a lot of times, again, people are just coming to us for tax planning. They're like, Eric, we have plenty of money. The problem is, is that I'm getting crushed in taxes. And no one told me 10 or 15 years ago, you're headed towards a highly taxable event. That's a huge issue. And those are the kinds of things that the discussions that you have every day. And so as we look at our retirement and, and if you're just making that transition, maybe you're in your early 50s and you're looking at, you know, getting that plan together and deciding how you're going to spend that money, that becomes a bit of a challenge, too. I think so. I mean, you know, a lot of times we accumulate things that we never even expected. Um, 
our family actually, when my aunt passed away, my aunt passed away with a pretty large um, death benefit in a life insurance policy. We had no idea that that money was coming in. So when it got um, distributed to everyone, we ended up getting about $50,000 a piece. That was another chunk of money for me. So now I have to decide, okay, how is this piece of money going to affect me down the road? Like if it keeps growing, what are the tax ramifications of it? And so there's a lot of different things that I did to make that piece of money more tax friendly down the road. So what's interesting is when we actually show someone that, they're like, okay, I'll definitely think about that. The problem is, is that they always come back to it maybe five or six years later, and they're like, oh yeah, that thing that you said, I want that. The problem is, is that so much time has gone by, it's not exactly the same numbers. They think that they're gonna get the same large numbers that I showed them before. But if you're looking to make your money more tax-friendly, you need two things, time and money. And if you have both of those and you put together a very sophisticated strategy, you will have a very tax-friendly portfolio more than likely. But the problem is, is that a lot of people run out of time. They have a lot of money, but because they procrastinated, they don't have the time to implement that. And that's the sad part. Well, and, and you know, you make a good point in terms of making that plan early rather than later to make sure you're taking advantage of things. And now, you know, we've got to talk about taxes going up because it seems that over the next few years, that is exactly what's going to happen. We've got to stay on top of that. Yeah, I mean, you've got to forecast everything. In the financial plan, there's actually a tax planning section. So what that's doing is it's saying, okay, here's your taxable income here's what it's going to be, and then we're taking a look at the tax brackets. And what a lot of people want to try to do is lower their taxable situation. But what about managing your tax brackets? How are we going to make sure that you're actually not going into the next higher tax bracket? Because you want to make your investments as tax-friendly as possible, but sometimes that's very difficult to do, but it's also very expensive to do. So what if you just said, look, you know, we'll manage your taxes the best that we can, but how about we concentrate on lowering your, your tax bracket? That's really what people want. Because the problem with a Roth conversion is every time that you convert that, that is a withdrawal from your, from your traditional IRA. And a lot of people, it's wreaking havoc with their Medicare payments or even their health care, and they don't want that. So remember, for every action, there's a reaction, and you have to forecast all those decisions before you actually pull that trigger. Wow, I hadn't thought about that too, but you're right. It does impact Medicare, doesn't it? It sure does. And so again, you've got to take a look at all of your investments. You have to take a look at everything. The problem is, is that we compartmentalize each asset that we have or each account that we have. That's a wrong way of looking at it. Whenever I take a look at it, even if the client has CDs and money markets outside of what we're holding, we're including those into that portfolio. And so again, we wanna take a look at the entire picture and say, okay, what does your entire picture look like and how can we put you in a better position? So again, there's a lot of moving parts. You can never just look at one account and say, look, we're gonna take care of it this way. It's gonna wreak havoc more than likely in other areas. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you paint the picture there, Eric. There's no question about that. And so it, a Roth conversion may not be the best thing to do. 
No, absolutely. I okay. mean, like I said, you know, all these guys the, 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 don't don't look for a one trick pony. You know, if they get so excited about those, it's like there's a lot of other things that you can be doing. The problem is, is that when you have a hundred million dollar book of business, let's just say that a, 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 a advisor is managing a hundred million dollars. OK. And now all of a sudden, if you go through and you do a 24 percent cut and you convert all that money to a Roth, now all of a sudden his $100 million book, which he's getting paid a fee on that $100 million, goes down to about $74 million or $76 million. So now all of a sudden, when he does a Roth conversion, he's actually reducing his book of business significantly. So while we do a lot of Roth conversions, there's also a lot of advisors out there who don't want to do that because it actually lowers their assets under management. And that's not what it's supposed to, to be. But the thing is, is that if you're a true fiduciary, you couldn't care less. You're just trying to put the, the client in a better position. So literally, when we sit down with every single client, you're going to know what we're recommending and why we're actually giving you a statement of financial purpose. Why am I doing this in plain English? Why does this benefit me? What are the pros and the cons? People actually like that. You can sign 40 pages of paperwork and applications and everything, but at the end, people just want cliff notes. Why am I doing this? Why is it in my best interest? And you know, how, how am I going to benefit from this? And, that, and that's really what people are looking for. So again, when you're, when you're taking a look at tax planning, understand why that benefits the client now, five years, 10 years, and even 30 years. Eric, what you said made so much sense to me, a statement of financial purpose. That to me is the reassurance I would want as a client to say, all right, they really are taking care of me. It's, it's, you know, you, you have all this mumbo jumbo that's up front, you know, like, oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, forget about all that stuff in plain English. And it could be one, two, or three pages long, but literally Donna puts this together. Here's what you're trying to accomplish. Here's what you're worried about. Here's what our recommendations are. These are why we think these recommendations will work for you. And it's plain English. And what happens is the client signs off on it. We sign off on it. And then there's never any question why we did some kind of strategy for them. They can always go back to that and say, oh, yeah, that actually makes sense for me. And that is what I wanted. That is what I was trying to create. So, again, people want accountability from their advisor. They want to know that they're doing the right thing. So, again, the statement of financial purpose is huge for a lot of people. So what if, uh, you know, you, maybe it's an affluent client and they've got, you know, they're certainly well taken care of. Uh, you take a, they want to, rather than pay taxes, can you give some of that money away and avoid that? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do while you're still alive. There's a lot of gifting that can be done. Um, there's a lot of ways that you can actually open up other accounts for uh, kids, grandkids. There's a, just a lot of different things that you can do. It just depends on what you actually want to do while the person is still living. And what's, I think the common trend right now is we would rather give our kids money now. We would rather see them enjoy it than rather than leave them, you know, a ton of money when we pass away and not see them enjoy it. And the last thing I want to say about that really is the cost of housing obviously over the past 18 months has gone through the roof 
And so there's a lot of people that say, okay, Eric, we want to make sure that our kids can afford a home. And so they're actually stepping up to the plate and saying, look, I know that the home is going to be a little bit more expensive, but that's what we want to make sure that we take care of. So I think it's pretty interesting that we're actually uh, doing that as well. Well, folks, uh, in fact, Eric, why don't we open up the lines? Why don't we invite folks to call and come in and begin that conversation? Sounds good, Steve. If you're looking for a second opinion or there's a little bit of reasonable doubt about your current financial situation, give us a call right now. We're going to take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, then this is for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away. Absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. Make that phone call while you're thinking of it, folks. It's 800-779-1942. And it's a chance to put that financial roadmap together once and for all, a practical financial review, especially if you're looking for that second opinion. I know a lot of you are. So, again, make the call, 800-779-1942. You heard Eric, five callers right now. Gets that comprehensive financial review. You see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll walk out with a roadmap that will help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. Again, 800-779-1942. Coming up next, are you ready to retire? Just saying yes doesn't mean you are. When we come back, we're going to highlight several steps to take now to make sure that you're ready, really ready for retirement. are back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall having a great conversation. Boy, we talked about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, a lot of tax planning. So now, all right, we've got some, uh, you know, some quick hits here of of getting ready to retire, making sure that uh, that everything is on track, so to speak. And uh, before we retire, and I know you agree with this, before we retire, we need to retire our debt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is kind of a a big deal because we're seeing a lot of people that have a great deal of debt going into retirement and uh, not really a comfortable feeling. There are people that go into retirement with a larger mortgage, but if you can afford that mortgage and a lot of times people have bootstrapped their entire business. So they said, look, Eric, you know, I kind of bought my house a little bit later in life, but now they can actually afford it. And what happens is if in the financial plan, they can really afford it with their retirement lifestyle, it's fine. Plus you take a look at mortgage rates right now. You can actually get a mortgage, uh, an FHA, um, my uh, 20 year old uh, planner that works for me just got approved for a house. So at 19 years old, he became an investment advisor. 20 years old, he's buying his first property. So 
he actually got an interest rate of two and a half percent. I almost fell on the floor. So again, when you can refinance in the twos, which right now you can refinance a 15 year mortgage in the twos right now, that's actually a no brainer. So, I mean, it's, it's very inexpensive money. So if you have a mortgage, that's not really a big deal, but the average retiree right now holds about $20,000 in non-mortgage debt. Ooh, that can be hard. That's that, that can be hurtful. That can be harmful. It can be because it depends on what you used it for too. So there's that psychological side. And a lot of times it could be for healthcare, but it also could be for children or grandchildren. And so if that really is the problem, that's sometimes where you kind of have to step in and say, okay, let's have a conversation about this because you really have to take care of your retirement first before you can take care of someone else. So a lot of times you have to make sure that you're, um, focusing on your retirement and the success and the longevity of your retirement before you're ac actually able to help someone else. Very nice. And and uh, folks, if you want to get started, it's 800-779-1942. So, uh, you know, that's a different perspective on debt, Eric. I mean, because uh, I know over the last few years that we've been doing this show, before the interest rates were as low as they are, you were saying, no, you should probably just get rid of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like right now, you've got you got a wonderful stock market. You've had, you know, the past five to 10 years have been tremendous in the stock market. And now all of a sudden in the past 18 months, you have plunging interest rates. So completely different environment. So like I said, I mean, I think that the advice is going to change as the economic environment changes as well. I think it almost has to. Well, yeah. And on that note, as we get a little bit older, the other thing that changes is our risk tolerance. And we have to always adjust that. I think so too. And, and it, what's interesting is, is that when a person gets up to 60 years old, it doesn't really change that much. Then all of a sudden, I don't know what happens around 60, all of a sudden things start to change. But what changes even more after that is every single year, things get more and more conservative. The problem is, is that you still have to remember, even in your 60s, you are still in the accumulation stage because again, you need this to outperform inflation. You need this to outperform your taxes. So the thing is, is that we really have to be mindful that you can't go too conservative and that you still have to be accumulating for your future. Mm -hmm. And as we, as we go through this, we've touched on this briefly, but healthcare has got to be a consideration. And particularly if you're under 65, and even once you get on Medicare, that's still something that has to be considered and needs to become part of our plan. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, the other day I was watching Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he got <laughs> knocked down and uh, it took him a little while to get up. So I actually turned on his facts. And, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is 39 years old. Yeah, he's no youngster. He's no youngster. For and the I'll NFL, tell you what, that is, yeah. Right. Yeah. For the NFL. Correct. But I was like, man, like what, what is it going to be like for him in another 20 years? You know, but a lot of us, thank God, are not professional football players, but <laughs> yeah, we still have like aches and, you know, breaks to worry about. So healthcare is always something that we have to take a look at. And I do go to the gym. I enjoy going to the gym, but you know, I do think that living a better, healthier lifestyle up to 65 is really going to be is, is really going to cost less in the long run. So I think by us really watching what we're eating, maybe walking a little bit more is going to pay pretty big dividends down the road because healthcare is super expensive, right? And and it's not going to get any cheaper. 
No, it's it's going up. I mean, you know, people talk about inflation, but you know, they never talk about medical inflation. And medical inflation for the, for, for the past five years has been through the roof. But that's never really made the news. But when a when a two by four goes from a dollar up to eight dollars, it gets it gets covered all the time on the news. Yes, indeed. But I'll tell you, you know, lumber prices are going to fluctuate. They'll eventually come down and go back to somewhat normal. But medical inflation is not going to do the same. Well, let's talk about the lifestyle and, and how to how to pay for that lifestyle. And another word for it's budget. Uh, but but again, those are the kinds of things, the discussions that you have, because I think considering budget, I, I you know, there's still things I want to do. Right. So you have needs and you have wants. And so the first thing that you want to do is list down all the needs. How much does it cost to live your life with the things that you need? So health insurance is something that you need. It's not really a want. It's something that we almost have to have. Um, food, insurance, taxes, um, money for the dog, money for the cat, things like that are just needs that we have to have. And then all of a sudden you're going to list your wants. How much do you want to travel? How often do you want to travel? Where do you want to travel to? How much do you want to take care of family? Are you able to, to take care of family? So there's the needs and the, and the wants, and those are the things that actually create your lifestyle. So what we're doing is, is that we're saying, okay, what does your lifestyle look like, cost like, and how are we going to pay for that? So a lot of times these are our lifestyle expenses. We want to understand what they are, but we also want to understand how they're going to change over time. And one interesting thing that's happening is, is that as people get older, we're going from two cars down to one car. And now all of a sudden people are getting more involved with the Teslas and the new Cadillacs because they're a lot more self-driving. So we can actually go on the freeway and it's got this lane control assist. doesn't mean that the car is going to drive itself, but it kind of takes over. And there's a lot of people that really enjoy that because they feel like they're using technology a lot more too. So again, they're factoring in a budget for a, a little bit more of expensive of a car just because of all these bells and whistles on there. And we have to include that in their plan. I like that. Uh, 800-779-1942. Now, if we've retired and our money is in the bulk of it in a 401k, it's time to move that into a, a different area, isn't it? Absolutely. So you want control over your account. You want to make sure that it's being managed, monitored, and maintained on a regular basis. So there's a lot of times where people will get done with one job, have a 401k, start a new 401k at another job, and recklessly move that money over. That's a huge mistake because I can't believe with all these big companies out there how horrible the 401k options are. They're abysmal. And I remember at Xerox, you used to have this great big 401k. You could choose all these different asset classes. And then all of a sudden, they got a new HR person. And man, they chopped that down to about six uh, different asset classes, which really were horrible. And so, again, when you're trying to accumulate, you want to try to get into a very diversified 401k. But a lot of times, if they don't have that alternative um, 
outside management option, you're kind of screwed. So again, if you've been working at a place for quite a while, um, you're close to retirement, see if you can do an in-service distribution, and that would be a beautiful thing for you to do. And we were talking about this earlier, but we have to decide where we want to live. And if we want to move, if we want to you know, go to Florida, or we want to go to Arizona, or maybe stay where we are, maybe move towards the grandkids, that's a decision that becomes part of the overall plan. Yeah, so you're taking a look at a lot of different things. Now, how is Social Security taxed in that state? Um, what about state taxes? What about income taxes, property taxes? There's a lot of different things that we have to take a look at. So a lot of times we want to move to a different area just because where our family is um, or different reasons. But again, that could be more expensive. So um, there's a lot of times where people retire from New York and New Jersey, and there's been a huge exodus out of those states over the past couple of years just because you're getting massive breaks on not only property taxes, but also income tax. So again, you've got to take a look at all those and consider that as well. So when we talk about practicing retirement, and I know we've got to take a break here, but is that something that you'd recommend? In other words, before we actually sort of pull the plug, do we just live like we're retired? I think that's what a lot of people have done over the past 18 months. I think a Not lot true. of people. All right, good idea. Good. Yeah, good point. I, I think a lot of people have, have had a little bit of a taste of, of what it really looks like. So I don't think that's a bad thing because I think you definitely have to be prepared to fill in your time. So you got to be uh, ready for that. All right. Well, again, we, we do have to take a break, Eric. Why don't we invite folks to give us a call and uh, come on in? Yeah. So everybody, thanks so much out there for listening. We've had some really positive feedback over the past few months about their show. And I appreciate that. We're going to take the next five callers who are in need of that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, this is for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away. Absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you, the fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation call us today. Great opportunity here, folks. Don't let it slip by. While you're thinking about it, give us a call. 800-779-1942. Get that financial roadmap put together. It is a practical financial review that is just a phone call away. 800-779-1942. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras that Eric just talked about. And there's no cost. There's no obligation. And then when you walk out the door, you will have a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. Call right now, 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, we'll find out what you're thinking when we come right back with your questions. We 
are back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Eric, uh, of course, uh, president of Retirement Wealth, has a great staff. And, and I know we've talked about this, and you mentioned the names. You mentioned Autumn, um, you, you know, and they're just such good folks. And I've had the pleasure of, uh, well, and Donna as well, uh, of talking with them and meeting with them. I mean, it's you've got just such a fun place. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, we, we really are like a family and which makes our clients feel really good because it's not like it's a revolving door. I mean, we've all been there a long time. We work very well together. And I think what always is a good test is that if you could each individually go out to lunch with each other and still enjoy each other's company, I think that's a good sign. So I could go have um, lunch with Joseph or, or Donna or even Autumn, and it's just as good of a time as, as you know anyone else. So it's it's just the dichotomy in the in the um, uh, or the uh, the relationships that we have inside work are just amazing, and so, uh, I'm very grateful for that too. Right. Well, Joseph, you've talked a lot about him. I haven't had a chance to meet him, but I look forward to that. Yeah, he's been with me now. It's going on four and a half years. Um, it's it's hard to believe that he's been with me for so long. But uh, the kid is very intelligent. Um, really has a passion for what he does. And uh, I'll tell you, he got his investment advisor license at 19 years old. Man. Um, and he's just is um, he, he's he's just very good with people. Um, the the long term effect is going to be very good because he wants to go in and he wants to learn a lot more. So um, he's working with some big money managers uh, that I've introduced him to out of Chicago. And so they're mentoring him as well. And I just think he's going to do fantastic. That's a lot of fun, Eric. And uh, obviously, you've got a lot of passion for what you do. And, and it just comes through so much. I appreciate that, Steve. I mean, we're going on 20 years now, and uh, it's just been, you know, I look back at all the growth that we've had, and we've just been thankful, especially for all of our clients. I mean, the referrals, that's the, you know, the biggest um, uh, compliment that we can get. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've just been really good to us. We have a lot of dedication, um, and uh, I'm just, I'm very grateful to be in this business and, and to be able to do what I do. Well, uh, and I always enjoy our, our conversations, and let's go to our questions, which I know you enjoy. Uh, Eddie is in Punta Gorda, Isle. He says, I have a 401k with a company I retired from this year. Can I convert those funds to my Roth IRA? I don't want to convert all the funds because the tax bill would be too much. Can I convert just a part of the funds from my Roth to my Roth IRA and then roll the rest of my 401k into a traditional IRA? Well, so what you're going to do is, I mean, this is always considered a withdrawal and people don't realize that. It's not like you can just, you know, move it into the Roth. You actually have to take an income withdrawal. Um, which is the taxable part before you move it into the Roth. So you're actually going to pay the taxes on that first, on that withdrawal, and then move it into the Roth. So you can do that. Um, uh, you just have to be careful about the paperwork and how you go about it. And um, and you may want to consider it doing it over a period of time because, like I said, it, it is an expensive thing to do. And instead of concentrating on it, you may want to do it over the next five to 10 years and spread it out. And a lot of times that's not going to hurt you. It's actually going to benefit you a little bit better. I read something in the last couple of weeks talking about the backdoor Roth. That's essentially what you're talking about. Move it from a 401k into an IRA and you roll a large sum into a Roth. And what I was reading is that, uh, you know, the, the, the Congress is saying maybe we need to fix that. Yeah. I mean, Fix Congress that for, always, for their benefit, not ours. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think that 
I don't think that there's enough people that take advantage of it, to be quite honest with okay. you. I, I don't think that there's enough people that take advantage of a regular Roth IRA to begin with either. I mean, if you take a look at the uh, amount of assets that are in Roth IRAs, it's very abysmal compared to the $72 billion that's in IRA money. So, <laughs> is that really how uh, much is in IRAs? Yeah, billion? absolutely. That's why the government's looking to tax it. It's one of the biggest monetary assets out there. So um, if they can figure out a way to tax that even more, that's what they're going to do. All right, fair enough. 800-779-1942, Eddie, if you'd like to reach out to Eric. Carl is in Marco Island, and uh, he says, I'm four years away from retirement. I already have enough income for retirement. I have a year's worth of expenses in my checking account. Is there a certain balance I should keep in a checking account when my, in, when my retirement accounts are set? Uh, sounds like you got it pretty well set. I mean, if you have a year's worth of uh money in there to cover all your bills, I think you're pretty good. Um, you know, people always worry about how much emergency money should I have, but I think everyone's situation is different. And uh, the biggest thing is, is that if the market takes a downturn, do you have enough other monies to go to to allow that to come back? So that's what we really take a look at. So I think actually, Carl, you're in pretty good shape. And it's, that becomes a personal thing, doesn't it? It's just however much you're comfortable with. Yeah, 100%. I mean, there's, and you got to remember too, there's savers and investors. And so an investor doesn't like to save very much money, but they know that they can go into their investments and get them. Where you, when you have a saver, they're not much of an investor. They're going to have a lot more in savings than they are going to be in investments. So there's different mindsets out there. There's different lifestyles. There's people that say, look, you know, I believe in the market. I'm going to keep going full charge. Everyone is different. There's no doubt about that. No question. And uh, Carl, if you'd like, 800-779-1942 is the number you can call. I want to mention the podcast, uh, the WealthWorks Radio podcast, because even though folks may be listening to this on the radio, if they only get a part of it, it is available as a podcast in full and you can subscribe to it. It'll be delivered to your phone or whatever, however you listen to your podcasts each and every week. I would encourage you to do that. It's on Apple. It's on iHeart, Google, um, um, Amazon, you name it. It's there. Absolutely. It's been a great show, too. I, I'm, you know, it's funny, too, because my mom listens to it up in New York and um, she was listening to it the other day and her friend comes over and she goes, you're always, you know, listening to podcasts. And she goes, yeah, she goes, I learned a lot of stuff. And she actually got her friend into podcasts, too. Nice. So, yeah. So now her friend, you know, she started listening to ours and then uh, she listens to a few other ones, too. So I think it's good. I mean, it's, it's a great alternative for music sometimes because I think you learn a lot about stuff, too. Well, yeah. And again, I'm, I was just reading a story uh, this week that was talking about um, how important, um, you know, you've, you've heard of influencers, right? Yes. So there's a new kind of influencer, and they're called a grandfluencer. Oh. It was a story about a 75-year-old woman who is a grandfluencer on Instagram, and she's talking about lifestyle working, I mean, lifestyle in retirement, how to handle things, what to do. And, you know, and she's making bank. Oh, <laughs> good for her. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. Grandfluencer. I like that. Grandfluencer. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Let's go to uh, Anthony in Cape Coral. He says, uh, I'll be 72 next July, going to be doing my first required minimum distribution, RMD. I am confused about taking it the year of reaching 72, paying tax on it in that calendar year. That would add to my regular tax burden when my other income is considered. When is the most tax efficient time to take my first RMD? We actually talked about that. 
Yeah, so RMDs, and they've gotten to be even more confusing because now they've raised it and they're looking to raise it even again. And first of all, you want to make sure that you have all of your accounts, you understand the amount that is um, going to be that required minimum distribution. So you want to take a look at all of your traditional IRAs, 403Bs, um, anything like that one, and put those together, and then you're going to start to calculate your RMD. In this case, for Anthony, it's not going to be until April 1st of 2023, and then it's going to revert back to December 31st every single year after that. Okay. So again, the biggest thing is that you want to pull from appreciated assets, and I would always recommend that you pull your required minimum distributions on a monthly basis as opposed to the end of the year. All right, fair enough. The um, so as we look at this, I, I was reading another story, um, and and we should talk about this sometime. You know, we all know baby boomers and and how they're turning sixty five and retiring ten thousand at a time, right? Yeah, yeah. So what what the story was pointing out is that the Gen Xers are turning fifty. Oh wow! And so this this author created a new term which I like called Zoomers. Zoomers, that's good. <laughs> Gen X and baby boomers. But that's a target. I mean, that to me is exactly who should be reaching out to you right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, like I said, the earlier that you start, the better off you are. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that say, geez, Eric, you know, I've heard you on the radio or I've seen you on TV. I've been trying to call you for years, but life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now. That's the best thing that you can do is pick up the phone, whether it's us or another financial advisory firm, you guys have get, got to get in, get a financial plan done, get an income plan done. Don't procrastinate. Get this done. You're going to be way ahead of the game the further that you start. All right. Well, folks, I mean, again, I could keep going here, but we got to take a break. We got back to the show is over here. Uh, Eric, one more time. Let's invite folks to call. Sounds good, Steve. Hey, everybody out there. Thanks so much for the support. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate that. If you're interested in a results in advance financial plan or you're looking for a second opinion, let's take the next five callers who are new to that financial plan that is missing. If you're serious about your finances, then this is for you. We'll create a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000. Let's give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation to the next five callers who have saved at least $500,000 for retirement. And what this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. We're going to map it out. We're going to run all the reports for you. The fee report, the Morningstar reports, a tax analysis, maybe a volatility analysis. Let's see where it takes you. Let's see where that plan leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your portfolio and again, without any obligation. If you're interested in your very own income plan, we'll show you proven strategies and techniques to turbocharge your retirement income. In short, we're going to take all the guesswork out of financial planning. So again, for the next five callers, a full-blown comprehensive financial plan review, it's over a $1,000 value. We'll be giving it away. Complimentary, no obligation. Call us today. Here it is, folks, your last opportunity today to give Eric a call and, and sit down and put that financial roadmap together. Make that call right now while you're thinking of it, 800-779-1942. It's a practical financial review. There's no cost. There's no obligation. Get that comprehensive review with all the extras that Eric just talked about. But when you walk out the door, you will have in your hand a roadmap, a guide that's going to help get you to where you need to be when it comes to retirement. 800-779-1942. 
1942. Again, that's 800-779-1942. Eric, as always, my favorite hour of the week right here hanging with you because I just, I, I learned so much. And, and again, that's so important information. Steve, I appreciate that, and I appreciate everything you do for me. What a great show today. Hey, everybody out there, remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Stay positive, test negative, have a great week, and an even better retirement.